Crystal Death Dose Recap. I'm Britt. I'm Tim. And today we are recapping Married at First Sight, Season 14, Episode 16, the last episode before Decision Day. Are you in or are you out? Are you in Ask or yourself are you out? And we're just going to be transparent from the jump, which is I think that we are at a place that most people that are watching are at, which is you reach this point where you feel like you've seen everything. And now we're just stuck watching people repeat these patterns over and over and over again. We like there's no more benefit to expert intervention. It's like we're too close to the end. They're barely involved anyway. This was a slog. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to call like, it what it was. Yeah. It's a slog. I don't. It had moments that did not need to be ever aired on a television program. <laughs> there was it just had, not much new. No. And that's how I feel like we're usually feeling around this time. And that's when you have people <laughs> on the message boards being like, yeah, I'm not watching until decision day now, mm. like as of a week or two ago, because they're just like, I'm over it. We just have pe- like people are like, what's the point of watching anymore? I'm going to tune back in in a few weeks. So that said, we <laughs> basically considered all weekend not recording a pod and just waiting till decision day and mashing it all together. But this week, the Married at First Sight franchise will be milking themselves for all that they can get, which means that this is going to be a pointless week where a bunch of past contestants sit around and wax poetic. Um, Kind of in the way that we do every week. (laughs) But so there's nothing to recap. We are not recapping this week. So we're saying that as well. Um, we will be back in a week and a half or whatever after decision day. So we were like, you know what? We got to just, we got to be finish this strong. We're already taking a week off. So here we are. And yeah, I mean, this is like, it's all right. It's four days before decision day. And I was one, like, it's everything leading up to the night before where they don't stay with each other and they, like, they separate. And, of course, there's all this emphasis and pressure on, like, that time alone, like, really figuring out what the fuck you're going to do. And I did wonder, like, how do they decide who gets to stay in the lofts and who goes back to their house? I know. I, it, do you have any thoughts? It's, I thought it was all of the guys were staying. Mm-hmm. And the girls were going, but Olajuwon, I believe, left. Yeah. And Katina stayed, and maybe there was a way, a way with another couple as well. Yeah, and I, don't I don't know how, know how decide, it's. And I, I don't know how like, it's chosen. No. If so, anyone has any hot tips, please send them our way. There was a general theme in this episode of dehydration. We've got take that however you want. Dehydrated romance, dehydrated. People dehydrated muscles, sperm, muscles, etc. Um, we're gonna get into that with our first couple that feels like it was the most eventful. Um, Mark and Lynn. Yeah, so just to reset it, pretty much what we get in this episode, we have 
people checking in with their friends or family or yes. loved ones to kind of get a final whatever. Insights. Uh, insights, sounding board, if you will. And then we have some one-on-one dates. Mm-hmm. And then just a bizarre football game that it seems like was just so thrown in pointless. there for no reason. Yeah. Like, I'm like, if we're going to do a group activity. Let's like, it like a dinner at this point. I'm so you done know? with the know. sports. Like, yeah, I want to do. I would appreciate if we could adopt, like we've talked about before, from Math's Awe, the the regular dinner party. Yeah. And, you you're, know? Afforded, and you're referring to Mathis Australia. Yes, I am. Okay. When you say awe. for those out there that it's also like i'm sure people who are tootling around on the internet for maths content have noticed that like maths america usa has such limited presence specifically on tiktok and maths awe has fully dominated the tiktok maths conversation and we're trying to change that people so Get on TikTok if you haven't already. It's a fun and overwhelming place. Uh, and find us and, and add us there. I guess final housekeeping <laughs> before we jump into Mark and Lens is this is just a reminder that we are full-time working people creating a weekly podcast for free without any outside help. And it it takes a lot of hours and programs and equipment and We choose at this time not to bombast you with advertisements or hold any of our episodes hostage with a Patreon membership or anything. Never say never, but at this time, we choose not to do that. So if you have been enjoying what you're hearing here at Till Death Do Us Recap every week, you can go to buymeacoffee.com slash till death do us. We put the link in the show notes as well and give. You know, obviously it's not just for coffee. But uh, we feel like we're creating something pretty cool and a lot of you are enjoying it. So if you do go to that website, you can set up a one-time or a monthly payment there, whatever you feel inspired to do. We so appreciate you guys like beyond. So yeah, with that said, let's jump in. Okay. (laughs) Well, let's give a little disclaimer. For those out here in the world um, (laughs) that do not want to hear about an activity that took place at the beginning of this episode between Mark. This is your trigger warning. His sperm and a container. (laughs) Then go ahead and just hit that 30 second button. Jump ahead. Hit that a few times. So Uh, that's your warning if you don't want to hear it, but we have to talk about it. We cannot. It cannot go unaddressed. So this, the, our time with Mark and Lindsay quite literally opens with we can eat and then we're taking a fertility test at home, which I, my, I have to say my own naivete, I had no idea you could do this at home. I yeah, didn't. me neither. Um, it's going to require some sperm is a quote from Lindsay. We're doing a fertility test four days before decision day because Lindsay feels that knowing Mark's sperm count will impact her final decision. What do we think of the premise of this before we get into the machinations of it being executed? It seemed ridiculous. 
it seemed like something that she wanted to do. To know, humiliate him on yes. the national stage? Yeah. I, I, that's what it seemed like to me. Uh, I mean, my mouth. Agape. Agape. Literally, I just wrote in my notes, uh, mouth agape. I have nothing more for this section other than mouth agape because I couldn't believe it was actually on my TV screen. Okay. We need to, like, I guess. I mean, okay, so her whole point is, like, we're both, you know, on the later end of the fertility age spectrum, which is just reality. Yeah. So All he eats is goldfish. Like, (laughs) does he have any goldfish in there? Is there any nutrients inside that would be feeding said liquids? I don't know. I I can't. Um, I'm going <laughs> to cut that out. I mean, so there's like this part of me that I, I'm just like, fuck you. Really? This is your final four days before with everything that you guys have dealt with. Like you're going to throw this at him as if like, this is your final test is let me like, judge your sperm count like i just think that's wild to do to someone on national tv and it's just the way that she potential for humiliation the way she went about it too about being like oh let me be an active participant in this it's like come on like it's so embarrassing real so then i mean i'm also shocked on behalf like lifetime like lifetime i cannot believe that you are okay with us watching this go down. Like, this is not premium cable. This is not Cinemax. Like, this is literally lifetime. And we are watching the entire process of this being presented to him. Then him going into the bathroom her going with him, the door shuts. You're hearing things they're saying inside. He's suggesting that he uses his phone. There's literally cameras outside, and he is being asked to ejaculate into a cup. And we all know that there's only a few ways that that can go down. And Just I can't believe we're doing this with cameras outside the room in broad daylight. Completely inappropriate. And then you hear her like arguing with him, like, why do you need that when you have me? No, no. <sighs> I might be like I'm just, dumbstruck. I think I'm pressing the 30 second skip ahead in my mind right now to whatever's next. And then she announces that he's dehydrated and that his sperm looks very unhealthy on national television. Then it's not even over. It's not over. We watch them sit at the bar of their kitchen with the specimen, the specimen. And then we watch it be like syringed onto a fucking test. How this can be shown on TV is actually beyond me. It's almost (laughs) like there were people who who were like, yeah, we're almost to decision day. Try something out. Right. And like, how did this like, get through? Are, are they just like counting on the fact that there's usually an episode 16 slump and like only 50% of the people will even witness it? Hopefully it'll make it interesting. Well, and also you have to wonder, like, did production suggest this? Because it's just such a pointed activity. It's a low moment in the show. It is. It's a low moment in the show. It's not okay. And it's, you know, it. there are aspects of it that... Y- 
It's funny because of how uncomfortable all of us are. Yeah. But when you actually because think about insane. it all, it's really, really messed up. Yeah. Like, it's really messed and up. And he's, like, sitting there. For, first, like, I never want to hear Mark talk about his little swimmers or his little baby sharks. Like, I I, I, I don't want to hear about it. Well, it is interesting again. because I don't know if you caught this, but... He mentioned doing stuff to his body in his twenties. Right. So he he was nervous. He was a he was a Reuter. Yeah. To some to some degree. Or I mean, yeah. I mean, some of, supplement HGH. I don't know. Who knows? Fitness supplemental shit that can mess with this stuff, even not as as extreme as steroids. Even yeah. though steroids are probably more common than we realize, but um. Even if he was taking like fat burners for a while or something, like I think that there's yeah, a lot of well, a lot of factors at play. But just like what the hell? Like why would you put anyone through that? I would never put someone that I love through that publicly. I mean, just to go through that. Let's really think about this for a second. Ugh. To go through that as a couple, period. I mean, all like women and men who are trying to have babies, especially like in our age group is more common now. And of course this is always a factor in that journey. And it's always like nerve wracking and high pressure. Like we personally have not, um, done any testing like this, but are very aware that at 32 and 35, like one day we might have to, I don't know. But so like as a couple, you already go through when you're putting yourselves through this kind of testing, it's very, high pressure and nerve wracking. And both parties are like, it's very stressful. And You're to like, have it on broadcast and then on to national have it TV on just... television and then have it like framed as like some sort of last final test to determine if you're a worthy partner for me to choose. It's just fucked. And like, I just can't with Lindsay. I just can't. And like, I think considering Mark was such a trooper, but like, in retrospect, I I would not be surprised if he's pretty pissed that this went down, period. Because I doubt they're still together. And this would be a very valid reason to be like, F that girl. Yeah. One of many reasons, F that girl. But yeah, we have Mark meet up with a guy friend who he has a long handshake with that I found very cute and you found dumb. We do find out that there's even been more developments with mom. That mm. it's kind of weird because like we weren't being shown it in real time, but this episode, it's almost like they used the opportunity to do some flashback stuff. Like, uh, who knew that Mark's mom was basically a hoarder? Is what I'm gathering. Oh, from the place. Yeah, yeah and that like she was to the point. I think because of her health and the state of the house where she like was not getting out of bed because it was like too risky for both like her health and then like whatever state the effing house was in. Um, and we have watched enough hoarders to kind of know what that means. Now this is the apartment that Mark cleans out. Yes. Okay. And Lindsay definitely helped. Him. Yeah. Yeah. So that was just, you know, I mean, it does go in the pile of like, shitty real life things that Lindsay has had to step up for in an accelerated moment in time, which we hear about a lot on Lindsay's end throughout this episode. It doesn't, you know, stop. Like she meets up with her girlfriend who I really liked her girlfriend. I thought she was hilarious. And 
that friend, I, I, I just, something that I did put is that Lindsay seemed more grounded to me in this episode than she has in seven weeks. And of course, this is sperm moment aside. Interesting. But like, I don't know, just hearing, it it just gave me some more, it shed some light on who she is to other people. You know, we've been seeing her in this like vacuum situation, Mm -hmm. but to like watch her go out and meet up with a girlfriend. And of course it could be like, one could argue maybe part of its performance. Yeah. But seeing who she was with her friend she already seemed much more like just grounded to me. Like she wasn't as like, like she was a little more like, Hmm. I don't know. I was just like, who is this person? Like, so his friend was very, I, it's, I got the impression from his guy friend who seemed very sweet. He's really pushing for this to work. Mm -hmm. He obviously doesn't know. I just wrote like poor Mark. Like it's so easy for anyone on the outskirts to say these general things because they do not know what it's like to live with Lindsay. But this friend's really pushing for him to like push through because when he hears how much Lindsay has stepped up in the, these really shit moments in Mark's life, I think he's like, dude, those are the ones that, that matter the most. And the fact that like, those are the moments where you don't even have to ask, like she's just always there. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. And it I get the impression this friend has been listening to Mark pine after the idea of a wife for many, many years. And so he's saying to camera, like, this is all Mark has wanted. Yeah. Forever. So, like, he needs to fucking seize the moment and get over her flaws because this is all he's wanted for a long time. Unfortunately, this friend has never seen... Lindsay wasted with a gallon of <laughs> Pinot Grigio <Yeah. laughs> berating him from yeah, all exactly, different angles. Exactly. Mark is just still like, you know, he's just still not being fully honest with himself because he feels guilty about all the good stuff she does yeah, for him. Yeah. He's like, he keeps using that as like, but she does this and this and this. And she showed up at this moment. And I, and he has had like, it seems like he's been a serial dater of like these six month relationships in his life. So he's probably never really had a woman step into like the realness of life in this way. Like she has. Mm -hmm. So he's like holding up all of her bad behavior that he would never get this far with anyone else with next to, but she shows up for that, you know? Yeah. Oh, and I guess before she meets up with the girlfriend, she does meet up with Elijah Wan. And as far as I mean, I have a lot still just baffled that this this friendship, friendship. It's, it's just 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 interesting. It is. I do feel like most of that meetup was O and Katina centric. Yeah. And like I actually appreciated Lindsay's perspective with that whole scenario. But she's just, her biggest complaints there, and, like, the things she keeps talking about, she's, you know, everyone's in their pros and cons moment right now, so everyone is doing the lists. Yes. You know? And, and we know the lists ad nauseum at yeah, this point in the season. Yeah, because we've been listening to her like, forever. Yeah, it's like, everyone knows the list. Right. She had some strong words for Mark with her friend. Yeah. She called him a white bread Velcro man. <laughs> white bread Velcro. <laughs> I don't remember Velcro. Yeah, I can't remember what Velcro meant, but yeah, uh, he doesn't give me butterflies. She's like a smidge bland, but classic. 
is what her friend said. Oh, Velcro shoes. He's ready to go into Velcro shoe zone. Oh, okay. Which I don't think Mark's at that point yet. But yeah, Velcro. He might be. Um, yeah, white bread. He doesn't give me butterflies. He's, He's super adaptable. rigid about everything. Which is interesting. I think she just means like he's so no, like he's not experimental. He's not adventurous at all. Like think about, she's like, let me take you on this trail off the road and he's having a conniption. Yeah. So I think with like food and activities and stuff. He is kind of He is that, you know, the way that she described some of his flaws to her girlfriend, I was like, oh, hearing them in this totally different perspective this environment with this new person, I can see how the sound of this is not great. Again, it's just none of it justifies all of her bullshit. So it's just like, it's kind of hard to care at this point. But, you know, her biggest thing is she's worried she's only had him in this pressure cooker moment in his life. And how do I judge him based on that? Uh, Yeah. And then... He plans, like, his big last surprise is planning a romantic dinner in the space. So they've sent his mom off to get help. And, and he's it going to live like in this. the plan is that she's going to, like, probably permanently apartment. be in an assisted living. And so his grand plan is, like, oh, my God, we can now move into my mom's place that that you just helped me revamp. So it's basically a different place. And we can have a future now. Like now the fact that I got bed bugs eight weeks ago and I don't have a place to go back to and you have a studio full of plants with human names. Now we have somewhere to go and maybe I could get excited about this. Meanwhile, he keeps saying to camera, I'm really just waiting for these feelings to come. And we're like a day or two out. But then like he's still making these big efforts and saying certain things to her face that are like, Yeah. And I don't know. The bottom line is that his, and he does, okay. He serves sushi, which is adorable and totally Lindsay centric. And like, I think that the thought behind all of this was really sweet. And yet it might prove Lindsay's point, which is that like, this is his grand plan. This is his big imagination. It's still very tied and rooted to his past and his enmeshed relationship. Well, he doesn't with want his to really change. Grandma. He's not really open for changing yeah. anything in the house. And I was with Lindsay on this on this point. Yeah. Like, okay, you want me to move into your mom or grandparents' old apartment? We're gonna change it. I'm sorry. We have we're to, not to make like it ours. we're not we're making it ours. You have to do that. And it's like Mark's like, well, oh, I don't know. I mean, Lindsay was he's like, like well, give me five hundred dollars dresser, and he's she's like, well, that's gonna be a problem because I don't want the dresser. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, we're literally at a standstill about this right now. But yeah, it does show is this whole time highlighted that in so many ways, like Mark is weirdly very sheltered. Yeah. And he's been very, I think, limited by this fucked up past he has yeah. and this enmeshed relationship he's had with the the emotionally abusive women in his family who like he's told us, you know, like our, when we got to know him, we got to know that like he had a very dysfunctional family life. Yeah. And yet like, as we've watched this time go on, we've seen he's very attached still. And he kind of lives. You you can't help but connect like this unhealthy attachment at the age of 38 
to mom and grandma and like things staying the same, it's even kind though they're of- bad. You can't help but connect them to like, and you've never built a fire or walked on a trail or tried a fucking taco. Like you can't help but like feel like there's got to be some connection there. Like he's been frozen in time. I mean, he- And that's not hot. He would be- No, it's not. And he would be, you get the feeling that he would be totally fine. Yes. Just living- in this apartment forever unchanged with the exception of some decals from his apartment of some quotes <laughs> on the wall, like in this apartment unchanged for the rest of his life. Yep. Like you get the feeling that he'd be totally fine with that. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but I kind of have an issue with that. Yeah. It kind of just shows it, it explains the kind of person and to the random person, it would look like this person doesn't have much motivation mm-hmm. for trying to, whatever build a life like Mm -hmm. get out of these patterns i don't know yeah for sure they do go have a rooftop dance moment which you just have to admit was very sweet it was like one of the few sweet yeah so ultimately they end on like they end very positively it seems you know like if you really think about the goodbyes and the blowing kisses out the door it weirdly feels to me, though. But it seems like, like it's a Lindsay setup. Like, Lindsay knows she's saying bye. Mm. Remember, she makes that comment, like, Rocky, I'll miss you the most. Mm. And Matt and Mark's like, oh. And yeah. I'm like, dude, but then you go and you say to camera, you know, we haven't had a fully positive week once, and that's really hard. And, like, I don't have, I just really hope these feelings come. Like, in the next 24 hours, I'm like, y'all. Everyone is being dishonest with themselves and just like trying to force something. And like you guys both need extensive individual therapy. It's just this isn't a no. This yeah. is a no. no. And we've all already known that for a while, which is why I think it's been so tiresome to even talk about them at this point. Yeah. And here we are. Like, can't believe we even managed to talk about them this long. Yep. And we're good. Let's we're move on. We're done. Um, <laughs> until we get into the football game later, but that's oh, okay. okay. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll just do that. We'll, we'll save, save that, that for the for last, yeah. the pointless group activity. Yeah. I have thoughts. Stephen Noy. Um, I my general takeaway from this. Look, I think that they're gonna they're staying together, and I think that we all are pretty sure about that. Yeah, even I, I, but like the weird part is I'm not super excited about them. Well, it's like they had this ascension and mm-hmm. then it kind of went down a little bit and a little bit plateau. down and then it was a plateau. And so it's like on a full scale of the whole season, like consistently has been one of the stronger couples, but I'm not yeah. I don't have the I don't have butterflies for this couple. You know what <laughs> I, I mean? Certainly like I have no butterflies. I'm I'm Okay, but I do need to say something that continues to surprise me. Steve's steadfastness to this honestly, like, almost baffles me. Like, Noi, I'm going to say something that's going to be mean, and I I think that you agree with me. Okay. Well, it's, it's, a, it's a question, but is Noi kind of just dense? Like, is she just... I'm to the point where I'm like, you don't pick up on new concepts very quickly. You 
you you just repeat your original incorrect view even when you've been given new information and more information we're still back to i just don't get why he doesn't have a job even though we've been reassured by his finance savings and investments and and by his entire support system that she can't even comprehend. And mind you, she doesn't have a support system even close to his in terms of how wide-reaching it is. Like, his huge family, they're also supportive. He's got a ton of friends and former co-workers who have all vouched for him. And, like, she's still over here, like, making these, like... Comments to her friend 18-year-old about... 18-year-old yeah. girl comments. Like, I just... I mean, it's like, where's the drive? And I'm like, bitch... He invents apps. She, like, it's just like she doesn't, and, and we'll get into this a little <sighs> bit be, at, at, with their last conversation. You know, their kind of big final well, conversation. Well, she talks about him and but, like rolls her eyes like, you know, my irresponsible boyfriend who just like smokes a lot of weed while I'm working. Like that's the vibe. And I'm like, no, this man is like a, a sturdy tree. She just doesn't fathom the fact that she can't fathom the fact that he's not leaving the house at eight and returning at five every day. Yeah. Like she just can't quantify how one could be a successful person mm -hmm. if they don't follow that schedule. But okay. So to to, to finish my thought that I started this with, it's amazing to me that in light of all of that, that we just said that she might be kind of dumb. That Steve is sitting here, like, looking for new expensive-ass diamond rings to give her to double down on the whole thing. Even in light of the fact that she is bringing up on their last date, so how do you feel about living separately, as if it's now a fully formed fact and plan. That that's what they're going to do. And there's not even, like, a time frame that, that it's over. Yeah. And he's like has his friend come over and help him buy, like, you know, which to me, I just see as like, that's you being like, oh, I'm doubling down. I'm crazy about this girl. I love her so much that I'm going to do this. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, it does confuse me a little bit. Like, is the sex that good? It must be. There's got to be something going on. There's something fishy yeah. going on. Yeah, I mean, he's here. just like, yeah, whatever. It's not fully my friend, adding up to me. My friend's coming over. We're shopping for rings. Shout out to, I think it was Paria. Mm -hmm. She ar uh, arrived to the house mm -hmm. with a double, like, magnum size bottle of champagne. Mm -hmm. That's how you show up. Mm -hmm. That's how you show up for to a brunch. So <laughs> take note out there, people. I just eat, and then, like, Noi asks him, how do you feel about us not living together? And then she just reiterates, I just don't think it's going to change that much. She, and she still has questions about career and job. She's this was the most telling part. And, and this this was the most telling part yes. that connects to your intro about the yes. density. So she's like, I just, I mean, I he's like, wait, I thought we talked about this. You're still hung up on this? And she's like, well, it's just that I've never known Steve with a job. So it's like hard to like believe it. And he's like, okay, but you've had tons of people in my network basically confirm for you how successful I have been in the past and what I'm capable of. And you just don't believe that? And she's like, well, I haven't seen it myself. 
And the- then he's like, okay. So I have to ask, like, do you even know what a sales engineer is? And she's like, no. I mean, we don't talk about it. <laughs> How am I supposed to know? And Steve just goes, we've talked about this before. <laughs> and I'm like, if in your mind you haven't, Honestly, what's wrong with you that you are three days, two days away from decision day and you have not even fucking Googled what your husband does? Like, aside from the fact that it is completely flabbergasting to me that she has not just that if you don't get his job, grill him about it like in any any of the days unfathomable that this conversation is happening on any date a day or two before decision bed on literally any day what you you've he's been apparently always around you you've never asked okay well next step google google is a google is a google ask jeeves Uh, perhaps you know like Anyone, ask anyone, I guess, is hashtag ask anyone. I can't, like, I can't, I can't even compete. And this is where I go, oh, like, is there, maybe there's some, like, rocks in, in, up there. Because it's the only thing, like, I don't understand. When you keep saying the same thing over and over and Mm -hmm. over again. He's like, Noi, we have talked about this off camera. He reiterates that. He's like, what are you talking about? Like, three times. Yeah. Her fixation on repeating the same thing. And, like, it's like she hasn't learned anything new. And I'm like, literally her harping on, but I haven't seen it. But I haven't seen it. I was like, Noi, so what? Are you a flat earther, too? (laughs) literally like this this logic system that you have of like if i've not seen it it is not real like we need to talk about that because that has implications in a lot of areas i mean let's just put this in in perspective right now she should be sitting so pretty right now Mm -hmm. like think about it he's set okay he is an entrepreneur He has had success selling apps before, has money put away, not to mention those rumors about the house that he bought Mm -hmm. that he has that we haven't seen, Mm -hmm. but apparently has a house somewhere. You and and your reaction to this has told you that why don't you take some time off literally to pursue what you want to do? I could afford you to do that. Has said, if it works out, I'm great having three kids. Let's start soon. And your response to that is, I don't know what you do. I'm not sure. Let's not live together. Oh, and he's buying you a new diamond. Let me just add add that on. And your response is, I haven't really seen it and I don't want to move in with you and I don't really know what you do. Like, what is wrong? Like, it's all here, you know? know? And you were the one that told him that you loved him first. Like, I'm just like, how do we go from love at first sight, telling someone that you love them on your honeymoon? Yeah. To where we are now. I know. It doesn't make sense. I know. And like, understandably, he basically says to camera, I'm worried that Noi may have held stuff back. And because as time passes with her, I'm always learning more things that she didn't say three weeks ago that she's apparent, like she lets things fester. And then she slaps freaking random cryptic shit on the internet. Oh yeah. Lest and that's we how forget. your husband is supposed to figure out, you know, so he's, 
he's understandably stressed because he's like, it doesn't matter what I'm experiencing. I, I kind of can't take her at face value. I kind of can't. I mean, and this is, this is the irony of like, you know, when you, people who don't feel safe op- being honest and direct about their feelings as they feel them, you know, feel like they're protecting people from something or whatever. And the irony is that what you do is you actually break down trust because that other person now can never trust you at face value and has to panic and feel like they have to read between the lines always, which is a very exhausting way to function in relationship because you can, you just are always wondering, is there more? Is there a secret? Is there something that I'm missing? Are they lying to me? You know? So she's, I, in my opinion, she's, her communication incompetence really is planting seeds for a lot more potential problems for them in the future. And we heard it like Steve is such a self-assured person and for him to be expressing some insecurity with her. I mean, that says a lot, you know, but okay. Last thing, this to me just spoke to like noise sense of self is just maybe not fully formed yet. Or like, she's just not fully going with what I said last week about how I still feel like I don't really know, know Noi that well. They're like having their last dinner, their fancy dinner. And he asks like, if you could change the way that you did anything the last eight weeks, what would it be? And she cannot answer anything. Oh yeah, that's right. Ba- like she just can't. She deflects and goes, I don't know. What about you? And then when he's done, he says, so what about you? And she's like, I don't know. What would you say you wish I had done differently the last eight weeks? I'm like, dude, this, oh, it's like, not that hard. No, it's Maybe not. Maybe not, not put that but thing on social media. Right. Wish I would have opened up and been honest with you yep. a little bit more about how I was feeling. Sooner. Wish I wouldn't have left the house after you critique the noodles. I mean, it's like, I, those are off the top of my head, easy things to be like, yeah, I wish I could would have done this differently. Right. It's not that hard, but yeah. you're making it hard. Yep. And I think that like Steve still made it clear, like he still wants to feel like, he still feels like he's doing everything for the couple, like in the house. And, and I would say, I don't think that he harps on it nearly as much as he could. And Noi's like final takeaway in her interview is basically, you know, I get the impression that Steve still needs to make sure that this is, he's treating this like a transaction that needs to be very 50, 50. And, you know, it's a trust thing. And if he still has to work through his issues when we stay together, it's going to be hard for me. And I was like, oh, okay, Noi, you know what? Like, you don't deserve Steve. I'm sorry. Like, see how you like it when you, when, when, mm. Mm. Ooh, get some harsh feelings. Do you have any final thoughts? I mean, I just, she bugs me. No, I mean, I've exhausted everything that I I can say about this couple over the course of this season. (laughs) Do you agree with me? I do. Yeah. Okay. Great. Okay. Let's move on to Michael and Jasmina, who... I personally, all of the joy and hope that the last two weeks gave me was completely sucked away. So just to, because once again, 
this this theme here is will anyone catch feelings like yeah. deep feelings yeah. and will so, these relationships be hydrated yes will they be hydrated with romance their whole thing cuz so bottom line despite everything we're still not having romantic moments and we have a romantic date. We have, and, and I'm tired of yelling at the screen, kiss, 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 because it's just not going to happen. Yeah, I'm. Con- it's like if up. it hasn't happened now, it's not going to happen. Yep. So the whole thesis of they didn't their, even kiss each other goodbye. No, the whole thesis for them is it's weird because outside of the physical intimacy, I still believe this is like the best match. The best match. Yeah. I, I think they're the most comfortable with each other. Yeah. It's all about. Are they going to say yes and give this thing a chance for these feelings to develop over time? Or is this going to be too big of a thing? And it's hard because at the end of the day, I just feel like they're both still going to say yes. You do? I do. I really, really do. I really don't. Really? I really don't. I don't after this episode. I just felt like, I mean, we, we open with Michael, you know, this is probably the most... I think the point is that this last month, he's had feelings and they've yeah. continued he, to He's progress. gotten to the point where he's frustrated and now. And he's sick of hearing Jasmina every four days announce to the fucking audience that regardless of all of this growth, of all of these amazing new experiences, of all of this fun, she still feels nothing, you know? And I think that he's to the point now where he's feeling defeated And he's kind of like, wait, I deserve better than this. Like, I'm putting my entire heart and soul into this relationship and this woman. And she just, she tells me she appreciates it, then says, oh, but actually I need this other thing before I can feel more for you. Yeah. Then I do that. Then she goes, oh, that was so great. But actually I need this other thing before I can feel more for you. And now I, I just feel like he's like, this is bullshit. Like, I deserve more than a buddy at this point. Yeah. Like, not like... You owe me. It's it's always complicated to talk about this when the when the thing that's lacking is physical, right? Because we don't want to act like you don't owe anyone your body or a sexual transaction. You know, it's not a transaction. But at a certain point of pouring into a relationship that you intend to be romantic. Yeah, but a kiss on the cheek touching. is not that big. Like, it's right. not, like, we're not talking about, like. I'm ta- right. I'm just, I'm making it. Yeah. I'm, I'm doing my necessary discipline. Yes, yes. So the point is, I feel like, at this point, he's like, if you're not, because we've talked so much about how this season, I feel like we've talked a lot about kind of, like, what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Like, do you need to kiss to, like, to to see what's possible to ignite a possibility you know like sometimes when you've held someone at arm's length for so long physically it's like and then you're like well i just don't think of them that way yet it's like well maybe kiss and then see you yeah. know like allow yourself to be open to what's possible you know and the thing that i find the most confusing is jasmina is talking to her friend over zoom And this, it's a guy friend. And the guy friend basically, so she says all this shit that we've already heard her say. Um, And the friend is like, do you think if he was a little more direct and forward with you, basically physically and like romantically, like being like, 
you're so hot. I'm crazy about, you know, like just more overt things. Do you think that that would have helped and like maybe helped make you see him more in that way? And she says, yes. But then she admits that because of the boundaries that have been put up and all the conversations they've had, he's not going to be that way. And I put in all caps. I'm like, because you are the one that has reiterated all season that you need to go slow and that you can't be rushed and that you have all of these rules and guidelines before you're even open to doing anything like that. So like what? Michael's too respectful or what? Like the guy you've, you've created, I, I get what she's saying. And this is, I think, something that frustrates a lot of like legit respectful dudes who are like, I want to do right by this female. So the girl wants like never ending respect and honor of her boundaries and her pace. And yet at the same time would like to be a little bit wants the bad boy, wants a bad a boy or, yeah. or wants the guy that's like, get over here and kiss me. You it's, know, Michael's it's, in a lose, lose situation. Yeah. It's like, um, you know, we were listening to this other podcast the other day and talking about raising kids uh-huh. and, you know, kids, once they become adults, it's like, it's always one of two things. I wish my parents would have really, you know, they just let me do whatever I want. And I really wish they would have like reined me in. Uh-huh. Well, then you have for every one of those, they're the, they're the kids who become adults now. And they're like, my parents were so strict and rigid. I wish they would have just mm-hmm. let me live. You know, it's like, you're in a lose, lose situation. It doesn't matter which path you go down. Yeah. Like you're not gonna, you're not gonna find any success here. Yeah. You know? Well, and that's why I, in general, feel almost like the only reason that this couple isn't going to work is because of all of their own blocks and primarily Jasmina, in my opinion. Like, I just feel like she's lived most of the last eight weeks up here in her head and the, and the, and the times where she gets out of her head and they do something like intimate or meaningful in any way, she's always expressing right after this like newfound view of him and connection to him. But then I think what she does is it freaks her out and it doesn't like, she wants to like see herself feel that way for seven days straight before she lets herself kiss, you know? And it's like, stop. Well, The kiss is not the promise. Yeah. The kiss is actually what helps continue to cultivate the build on the thing that you felt yesterday when you did the yoga, you know, like, and, and because of that, I just feel like she's blocked all possibility. And what we've talked about it before, but I think it bears repeating. You can totally see how these years of long distance dating yeah. have manifested now mm-hmm. into a close, a non, non distance sector, yes. a regular relationship. Yes. I can see how easy it is if you're dating someone long distance to go, to it be be more of a friendship. You're FaceTiming, you're Zooming, you're you know, it's like you're not the, that romantic stuff. Well, no, and then on top of it, when you're dating someone long distance, there's a built-in anticipation and build and pressure to every time you see each other because It's like all of that energy, romantic, sexual, fantasy, whatever you guys have been talking about. Builds up over a long time. It builds up over the month. Then you have a perfect weekend 
because it's really hard to fuck up a weekend, yeah. you know? And it's, of course, it's, there's adrenaline, it's sexy, it's all the things. And then you're riding that high for weeks after you leave, right? And of course, that's only sustainable for so long as well. But yeah, if that's all you've had, you're used to almost feeling all you know long term. You know it all by extremes. Yeah. Like, and so this, there's nothing about her experience with Michael. Like, it's the literal opposite of what she's used to. And I don't think, yeah, it hasn't served her at all. But then they do. So, yeah, I mean, I just feel like they're at a Personally, I feel like they're at a complete dead end if no one is going to make a move. All of their, like I said at the beginning of this, all of their conversations with friends or family is Michael saying, I have romantic feelings, but I wish it was more. Mm -hmm. And I don't want uh, a friendship as a part of it. And I don't want to be, I don't want to just have a friend. Yeah. Jasmine is saying, I don't have feelings. I don't know if this is a friendship or relationship. I love everything else. It's all, it's the same thing. Like, Michael does a great job trying to plan something romantic. Yeah. Do the salsa dancing. Yeah. Uh, like, what more? Which, again, she loves. She loves it. She thinks it's super hot. She's saying in her interview, I want to see more of this Michael. Then they have, like, a serious discussion after it, right? At dinner, yeah. At dinner. And rather... Then her say, see, these are the little bids that I think have been missing from her that actually she she doesn't realize they help her too. She's so afraid to give bids like this because she thinks they're promises. And she doesn't know if she's going to feel the same way tomorrow. So she just holds it all back. But what she doesn't realize is that if they had sat down and she had taken the opportunity to be like, that was really fun. It was super sexy seeing you in that environment. Like, you were a great dancer. Like, that was hot. That builds romance. Then it builds he feels intimacy. like, oh, exactly. I, I turned her on for a second. You're spot now on. Now I'm turned on because, and I feel like there's hope because, oh my gosh, she was turned on by me for even 10 minutes. Like, that that's exciting. And then, and that cultivates something, you know? That's but spot on analysis. But she won't touch yep. it because she's so afraid that it means that she has to feel that way two days from now. And she sucks any potential out of the room. And then she just goes back to the facts of her brain, which are, I still have zero feelings. And again, I'm going to sit here and say, I believe that Jasmina is lying to herself. I think that what she just experienced at Salsa, that was a feeling. That was a seedling of a feeling. But you never let it grow because you just stomp it out right away. You quench it right away. Or not quench, the opposite of quench. Whatever. Extinguish. Yes. Because you don't even give it a chance to go anywhere. You're just like, yeah, but the facts are that I, I you know, like, I can't make promises that I will. And she just ruins it. So uh, they ha- that talk, though, was definitely, like, sad and sobering. Yeah, it and didn't you can tell end that Michael, on the best note for I'm them. like, what the hell? We go from this, like, great activity that you're both into and we just, of course, we have to go right back here. We can't just sit there. Like, they don't let themselves, and by they, I really mean her. Like, she doesn't let herself, like, linger in yummy feelings. Yeah. And sometimes that's necessary to, for something to, like, bubble up and grow, Definitely. you know? She doesn't give them any validation. And I just, by the end, is like, no, this is too soon for them. I can feel it. The spark is not going to emerge. They needed to have sex. 
in the last eight weeks, and they didn't. They needed to kiss in the last eight weeks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. At the very least. At the least. But I just felt like the goodbye was really somber. Yeah. And it felt like they both knew that they were saying goodbye, goodbye mm. to me. I'm going to be so devastated if they are, they don't say yes. I just think everything else is so spot on. I know. I just do. Like, I know. <sighs> I mean, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe they'll like, I mean, this never happens. I, but maybe they'll say no and then they'll come back together at the reunion or something. I don't know. Mm. Okay, finally, let us discuss Katine and Aline. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, we've just got Elijah Wan, in my opinion, just being continuing to be a big asshole. Like, I just don't like all he cares. So I he mean, meets he, with this mentor and again, the coach, the coach, the, the former coach. And, you know, it's. I don't want to do anything about school. I did like, I can't handle this person with school. I'm just realizing actually ex. now that she had my, that she has more school than I thought. And then he, he almost like tells on himself sometimes with the way he talks about things hmm. like to rather than just saying like traveling is really important to me, even though it hasn't been a thing that he's talked about. Literally. Until, until the last couple ago. episodes. A week ago. He goes, he says to the coach, oh, you, you remember, you remember, like, I used to talk all the time how I wanted to see the world, right? Right? Remember I told yeah. you that in college? And it's like, really, dude? Come on. Like, I just, I don't know. I, it's, ugh, I'm so Olajuwon'd out. I know. I'm Olajuwon'd out. And, and that he has a talk with, um. Lindsay. With Lin, with, yeah, he has a talk with Lindsay and I don't know if this is in the talk with Lindsay, but he's like, I'm not here to be a teacher. Ugh, it was. Okay, I wrote okay, this yeah, down. Go. I was pissed. Like he starts getting into life experience. And, you know, it's like she needs to know how to cook. And Lindsay's like, oh, come on, Elijah Juan. And I she Lindsay's like, okay. She challenges him. And she's like, Oh, there's a lot of ways around that. Okay. Like we can get meal delivery service. And he's like, no, I'm not. This is, this is just, he's tripling down. He's like, this is what I deserve. I'm sorry. No. I, I mean, she's not a cook. She's learning. Cause oh, Lindsay's like, she's been cooking you for you nonstop. Come on. And he's like, oh no, she's not a cook. She's learning. And you know, I didn't sign up to be a teacher. I didn't. And I was like, oh, the fact that you think that you are a teacher shows how grandiose your image of yourself is in your mind. Well, the like, fact it's that honestly shocking. The fact that you could say out of one side of your mouth, and this is not the first time he's dropped that. I'm not here to. Yeah. I'm not here to teach someone. I'm Ugh. not here to help someone grow. Yeah. And then uh, the later in the episode, be breaking down and talking about how she taught you right. how to be a man. And I'm so thankful. I'm like, wait a minute. You Where understand nothing. Yeah. about sacrifice for your partner. No. He doesn't respect the fact that she works from home. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He made it clear that he doesn't count it as working, which Lindsay also fought him on. And I was like, thank you. Lindsay's like, I work from home. You fucking work. Like, are you joking? It's so disrespectful. It's like, are you kidding me? You really believe that? Like, 
in a post-pandemic era where like a huge portion of the workforce now full-time works from home, you don't think it counts. It's ridiculous. Like go F yourself. So four days before decision day. I wrote the same Elijah thing. Elijah I wrote the same exact thing. Finally plans a single night for Katina. Here's a make a reservation no, no and here's tests. some flowers. There's no tests. There's nothing. There's not a single hoop for her to jump through. It's actually just a nice dinner with a bouquet of flowers that then weirdly gets spread all over the table. And that never makes sense to me. Um, throughout the dinner, I'm like, why are these full stemmed roses like literally look like they've been tossed all over this table? You but- know what I was thinking about too? How easy is it? If you're on this show to plan a date. Right. Like you have literally all the hope in the world. Literally. Like they closed the restaurant. No one else was in the restaurant. Yeah. So I, I put at first I put like, oh, you got flowers and made a reservation. I'm like, he didn't make a reservation. He Production told bid. someone I wanna take I wanna have a dinner with Katina. Right. Like, it's that easy. It this took could him seven and a half weeks. For seven that to and cross a half his weeks. Mine. Insane. So then he, oh, it also needs to be said, Elijah Wan, the pinnacle of class and knowledge above all others, drinking his wine out of the actual decanter or or the water goblet. Like, I can't remember. If, I don't know if that was water or wine, but you know when they bring those, like, mini decanters that, like, you can keep refilling your drink yeah. with? He just drank directly out of it. LOL, dead, obsessed. The one that got me, and I'm sorry, I have the exact quote. Relationships are about making people better. So thank you for making me a man. What in the actual fuck? You have said that you are not here to make people better. Right. You have said that's not what marriage is. Yeah. That's not a marriage I want to be a part of. And now you're literally saying the opposite. Right. When it suits you. Yes, exactly. Oh, my So, I mean, Katina is like... Rosy, rosy glasses. She feels like they talk about everything. And, you know, we don't really, I don't really have anything super pressing. Of course, he has plenty. So let's give Elijah on the floor again. He's worried about her being balanced with school. Like, how are, basically, it all gets back to are you going to be able to give me enough attention? Because I'm really worried you're not going to be able to. She stands firm, which I was glad. She knows what she's capable of and what she wants, and she knows she's capable of it. And he proceeds to, like, interrogate her while he's cutting his steak and not making any eye contact with her. This he was just like a job interview. Why? Why? This was a job interview. Why like is he it was important trying to, to trap her or something. What do you think? Why is it? I know. It's disgusting. I hate it. Um, and then somehow, though, we go from him interrogating her without looking into her eyes and cutting his steak to transitioning into saying some nice things about the relationship. You helped me grow, helped me. I I started this as a small gingerbread boy, and now I am a gingerbread man. Whatever our decision is, I have no regrets. I felt like he was lording it a little over her, like, oh, this is the final way he can have some control over her is to make her question if he'll say yes, you know? like. He, but But I mean, the truth is he really is questioning it. But I'm just like... You are a bastard. Like, I just, I just feel like she. Well, his whole thing too about like, oh, oh if his... I were her, I would say no. 
you have to be selfish. Be selfish. You know, be yeah. just do. Be you, selfish. Make this decision only about you. I'm going to do what's best for me and be selfish too. Just a very weird it was way like a to strange end strange coach very, speech yeah. where it was almost like he was trying to talk her out of saying yes. I don't know what kind of three-dimensional Oh, but right before that, he did need he wanted to say that he probably wouldn't be as won't won't be as sad as her because he's not a female. Yeah, he didn't know what the hell he was talking if, about. If if this relationship doesn't work out, you know, I don't know what it's going to feel like. I'm sure it'll be hard and sad, but you know, probably nothing like your experience. Probably nothing like your loss of me. <laughs> I'm sorry. We are not here to diagnose. You know what? But isn't it pretty universal like any dumb nut on the street could see that Elijah Wan's a narcissist? Like Hot. this is insane. Hot take? What? He's never been bro- no one's ever broken up with him before. Mm. That's my hot take, actually. I mean, that's probably very true. Because he has no, he's got no like frame of reference about what would happen what if someone said like no. To li- right. Exactly. I would, I mean, okay. To be clear, my dream for this couple is that Katina says no on decision day and rocks his entire world. But that's not gonna happen. They're both saying yes. She's, I mean, what, what's, what's the term? Dick twisted, dickmatized. Well, it, it wasn't dickmatized, but that's dizzy. another word. Dick dizzy. She's been dick dizzy for Elijah Wan for seven out of the last eight weeks. So, I just think there's no. Yeah, if anything, the breakup has happened as a result of watching all these. Uh, episodes together and her seeing what everybody has to say to her online and maybe wondering if she made the right decision. Yeah. The reunion will be pressing. Yeah. I mean, that's, I'm like, I'm here for the reunion. I'm so ready for the reunion. Wake me up in three weeks, please. Yeah, please. But, uh, okay. Finally, flag football with the couples. (laughs) This pointless activity for this entirely unathletic group of people. We've seen kickball. <laughs> we've seen dodgeball. How many more times do I have to watch we've Katina seen flail her beach whole volleyball. body We've seen anything. every activity that this group has done. I know. Like, and why just do we drama, need to... A dramatic dinner party. Like, why do we need to... I don't need... Um, but this all leads to... Well, okay, I just... Mark's have, injury, yeah. and I want to hear your breakdown. No, well, okay. Uh... Mark's injury by movement. <laughs> Steve Steve is always doing the most yeah. when it comes to dressing for these events. Mm. Everyone <laughs> comes in like normal. Can we please not though with all of the bandanas? Okay, well, I, and actually this was going to be way better <laughs> before they ended up like goofily outfitting them. Because I was like, I'm surprised Steve didn't show up with eye black. But then they gave everyone oh, yeah. like the eye eye strips for underneath. You know, like they they hammed it up a little bit for us. Right. But Steve already comes with all of that energy all the time. Right. It's like beach volleyball. He came with like a fedora and like a button down Hawaiian shirt. Like it's just always way <laughs> too on brand. Like he shows up to football. With, I'm sure he's got like wristbands he's got a do he's got like a bandana on it's always like extra reminds me of like we i used to do this 
growing up in high school or not even like growing up elementary school because I was a sports junkie. So like mm-hmm. I would be showing up to like fourth grade basketball games with like a bunch of wristbands and sweatbands all where like my favorite athletes like put them, you know, it's mm-hmm. like you're in fourth grade. Mm-hmm. You're not like, come on, we're not playing a 50 minute basketball game here that uh, this sweatband is actually coming in handy <laughs> or like putting yeah. on a compression yeah. sleeve for a, for a family basketball game. Right. Like he's always doing the most. Right. Uh, so anyway, I had to get that out about Steve. Mark, of course, Mark's dehydrated, pulls a hammy. He's <laughs> like, I was wide open. And I'm like, dude, no one believes that you're actually going to catch that pass. He was falling down. What? Quote, he's down like a heavy tree in the woods. That was the best quote <laughs> of the episode. He's down like a heavy tree in the woods. Oh, Best Lindsay quote of the day. Also, it's so funny because Lindsay and Olajuwon do the most Lindsay and Olajuwon things. There's always a group, there's always a contingency of a person or two who, when someone gets hurt, runs over and just starts tweaking things because oh they think God, they know what I they're know. doing. Always. I'm like, you're literally not a physical therapist. Why are you doing, they're like taking his leg, pressing yeah. it back to his ear. <laughs> He's He's, he's like, please stop. Stop. Doing- stop. He's so mad at Lindsay. <laughs> and she's just tw- tweaking his leg left and right. Elajuan's trying to stretch him. Oh, there's I'm always dead. those people. But that's yeah. such their personality. It's so Like, if you is. ever have, like, <laughs> been playing something recreational. And then you and have someone Lindsay shouting, hurt. he's dehydrated. Yeah. He's very dehydrated. <laughs> I just can't. This poor guy. I mean, uh, Mark, get your hydration on, on like, get it dealt with because it's apparently, like, a huge issue. Oh, my God. And we heard about it, like, five times in this episode. Just, he's like, can I get a doctor? Where are the doctors? And then he's like, ten minutes later, fully standing, fully fine. It was not even, like, a pulled muscle. It was, like... A cramp. It was literally a, Charlie a crampe. Oh it was a crampe flambe. I'm dead. Anyway, <laughs> if I never have to watch this group play sports again, yeah. I'll be fine. Which, thank God, this is, we've made it. We've made it through the wilderness. Okay. Okay. You ready for my power oh, rankings? Oh, I want to say one oh. controversial thing. Okay. For the people in the world who are following Johnny Depp versus Amber Heard. I know. We're doing a pop culture cross-reference here. Crossover episode but I didn't even know I wanted. you are obsessing in the way that I might be, Dr. Curry was the psychologist who came on Wednesday and gave a... Wednesday of this trial that you're referring to? What? Wednesday of this trial that Wednesday you're referring to? Wednesday of the Heard versus Depp trial. Okay. She came and gave her incredibly succinct, concise, and informative diagnosis of Amber Heard after having done like 12 to 14 hours of assessing her in December. And I just have to say, she diagnosed her with borderline personality disorder and histrionic personality disorder. Um, And when I was, I mean, I've heard, I, I knew about borderline having been in the social work field for years, working amongst mental illness and whatnot. But it is one of those, like, 
it's oftentimes blurred with a lot of other things. And so it's kind of elusive and hard to pin down. So it was just very like helpful and informative to have a therapist like explain in such detail. And all I have to say is I heard a lot of overlapping themes with Lindsay's behavior and I could not help but have to just look over them really quick. Like, I just wanted to bring it up. If anyone is, I like, we have no business. This is a complete human guess. This oh, is, wow. We're, we're in the diagnosing section of yeah, the podcast. Yeah, it's super irresponsible. But because... It's so irresponsible. Because, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> because the American public is learning about this on like maybe a deeper level than most people have before this last week. I would like to just read this and let it percolate in people's brains and see if they hear any common threads. Borderline personality disorder may cause individuals to form relationships very intensely, which eventually shifts toward a negative light. Initially, everything seems great, but what occurs is that reality sets in. People are not perfect, even when we have a lot in common with them. Whereas most of us can accept somebody as a whole, the person with borderline personality disorder, things are these extremes. It's black and white. We call it splitting. That person goes idealized, the perfect person, to dumpster. Then there will be a repair because the person with this disorder does feel remorseful. But over time, it wears away at these relationships. Uh, hot, intense mood swings, feel uncertainty about how they see themselves, their feelings for others can change quickly and swing from extreme closeness to extreme dislike. These changing feelings can lead to unstable relationships and emotional pain. People with pers- borderline personality disorder often make desperate attempts to keep others from abandoning them, typically employing behaviors that are very extreme and concerning to the people around them when people attempt to leave. So just, it made me think of like the way that she is constantly badgering, poking, pushing, prodding, and then how she will resort to humiliating him if she doesn't get the affirmation she wants, you know? Like it just, I was like, oh my God. Watch this space for Britney's side podcast, um, (laughs) Diagnosing Reality TV (laughs) characters. I would never. I would with never. I would never. Various ailments. Um, <laughs> Look, it's just food for thought. I, I have zero licenses. Don't you think it's kind of compelling though? It is compelling. Doesn't it sound a little familiar? It does. Thank you very much. Power ranking time. Power rank. This is what we're going to do this week, actually. Okay. Because it is the last week of power rankings. I okay. think so. I think it'll be the last week. Okay. Um, We are going to compile these power rankings together. As a quick, oh. let's <gasps> go ahead and try to figure out given, going into decision day, taking everything into account. Okay. I'm opening this one party system to a system of checks and balances <laughs> um, so we can collaborate and try to figure this out. So, oh God, this is too hard. Number four I, is to be clear is this so? Is this cumulative? It's cumulative. Full season? Everything all put together, mixed with your feelings of what's going to happen on decision day. Yeah. Okay. Who, what's our, what's our hierarchy? Well, right. Of couples? Okay. So is the choice like who we think is are the best couples, or we're talking about who's going to say yes? Who's most likely to say yes on decision day? I think it's got to be like who are the strongest couples 
to move and then forward. and then obviously what you think they're gonna do plays some role in that. Okay. Um, I think we can agree that Chris and Alyssa are in last place. Oh my god! <laughs> I forgot about them. No, honestly, okay. cannot wait for them to be back for the reunion. Yeah, what cannot kind of stories she's told herself oh. in this time? Oh. Um, okay, so number four. Mark and Lindsay. Yeah, Mark and Lindsay. Has to be. 100%. So now it's really just trying to determine what the top three are. Right. So for me, it's really about figuring out two and three. Oh, interesting. Because you have one. Yeah. Okay. So. I think that two and three is between Katina and Elijah Wan and uh, Michael and Jasmina. Jasmina. Okay. So I agree. So number one spot, I think overall still has to be Stephen Noy. It has to be Stephen Noy. Okay. Begrudgingly, Begrudgingly. I must admit. Well, there's a lot of begrudging going on in power rankings usually. Yeah. Um, give me the case for. Tina and Elijah Wan are most likely to say yes. They're more like they're, they are more of a guarantee. I think all of this bullshit Elijah Wan is saying is all just bluster. It's all a bluff, you know, like, they're obsessed with each other. Yeah. In an unhealthy way. I don't like their relationship dynamic. He controls her in a lot of ways, but I think they're the most likely to say yes. Michael and Jasmina, I think, are a much better match in the long term of life. I think they have a healthier dynamic. I think they have potential to be like incredible down the road if they could both get out of their own way. But they are not feeling that. They are feeling like they're maybe stuck in a friend zone that they don't seem, like especially Desmina, doesn't seem to have a lot of hope about. So regardless of what I love about their dynamic, as far as D-Day, I think they are less likely to say yes than Katina and O. See, I think, I think they will say yes. And so that's why I'm more likely to put them in the two spot. Because I think Katina and Olajuwon will also say yes. I think we're getting three out of our four yes couples. Are you serious? Yeah. I, I always, you know me, I get optimistic around this time. Yeah. And I'm get, getting very I doubtful. mean, I would like two of them, I would like the two of them to say no. Yeah. I don't want Katina and Olajuwon to say yes. because Well, I, I think that this is where we go back to, these are your rankings. Like, I just, I, I, I. I liked having a say. I liked okay. being able to tell the world what I think. But now I need you to make the final choice because it's too hard. I think. But I think that if you put Michael and Jasmina at two, the people are going to come for you. Okay, so <laughs> here's what I'm gambling then. Here's what I'm doing. I'm gambling that they're both going to say yes. And so after decision day, these power rankings will be correct. Michael and Jasmina will say yes. You heard it here first. Oh. They're number two. Overall, their relationship dynamic is much healthier. And okay. so that's what I'm writing with. Wow. So to recap that, at number four, we have Mark and Lindsay. At number three, we have Katina and Olajuwon. At number two, we have Michael and Jasmina. Mm -hmm. And number one, Stephen Noy. Let us know what you think. <sighs> It'll be on the Instagram polls. Oh. Let us know what you think. Wow. Okay, so reminder again. There is no new episode of MAFS season 14 this week other than a roundtable of former contestant people talking about their thoughts about the season. Enjoy that however you may. We will not be recapping that because that is redundant AF. 
Um, we will be back in two weeks to recap our decision day, which as much as there's always build up to it, I think the true juice comes in the two weeks after reunion part one and two, which we're, I cannot wait for. Yeah, we'll determine at a later time if that's each one is going to get a separate pod or a one pod oh, at yeah. the end. We might do a combo platter. We'll see. We'll see how eventful it is. But have a great week. Thank you for listening. Sorry, this is out a little late, but you're fine. Enjoy. We love you guys. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.